Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Virginia. A huge vote is approaching on changing D.C.'s failing public housing. This is Kyle Cooper. Charged with killing a gas station clerk, a Silver Spring man is found mentally incompetent. In Rockville, I'm Dick Uliano. Down day across the board on Wall Street, Monday trading, closing bell. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. The January 6th committee has sent criminal referrals against former President Trump to the Justice Department. More from CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The panel's referral of four criminal counts against the former president and the suggestion that a deeper criminal investigation could lead to two more charges are merely lawmakers' recommendations to federal prosecutors. For the moment, the Justice Department is declining to comment. In recent weeks, special counsel Jack Smith has subpoenaed several state elections officials seeking records of any communications they had with Trump or those around him who'd suggested the election had been stolen. The Supreme Court has temporarily blocked an attempt to lift pandemic-era restrictions on asylum seekers. More on that from CBS's Matt Piper. In the one-page order, Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts granted a stay pending further order and asked the government to respond by 5 p.m. Tuesday. That is just hours before the restrictions are slated to expire on Wednesday. The state's hoping it does not expire, say lifting the limits on asylum seekers would cause irreparable harm to their states amid a flood of migrants. A winter storm watch is now in effect for parts of Indiana. The National Weather Service says dangerously cold wind chills, strong wind, and accumulated snow are expected late this week. More from WTTV-TV reporter Courtney Crow. Drivers must prepare before leaving their homes. Indiana State Police suggests an emergency kit with blankets, warm clothes, battery cables, and a cell phone charger. They also urge drivers to fill up their tanks. Sometimes you need to sit back and take an evaluation. Is this trip really going to be worth putting my family possibly in harms, getting stuck out on the roadway? Indiana roads can deteriorate quickly, so state police urge you to drive slowly. At a Hanukkah reception at the White House, President Biden promised hate will not prevail. This year's Hanukkah arrivals arrives in the midst of rising embolement of anti-Semitism at home and, quite frankly, around the world. I recognize your fear, your hurt. You're worried that this vile and venom is becoming too normal. Russia launched more drone attacks on infra drone attacks that is on infrastructure in Ukraine on Monday. Ukrainian officials say they shot down at least 30 of the drones. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky asked Western leaders meeting in Latvia to supply his army with a wide range of weapons systems. Reports now that five more people have died of COVID-19 in Beijing as strict virus containment regulations are eased. The nationwide death toll in China is now more than 5,200. It's expected to rise sharply as the country ends its lockdowns, quarantines, and testing. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. My Pillow is excited to bring the biggest bedding sale ever just in time for Christmas. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. My Pillow is also extending your money back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023. Go to mypillow.com and use promo code SKY or call 800-635-1825 and you'll get huge discounts on all My Pillow bedding products. That's promo code SKY.
Oil investments involve a high degree of risk. Actual results may vary. Oil keeps going up as the Russia conflict escalates. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings. WTOP and Silver Diner bring you free lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP. At home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday for dine-in lunch only at 18 Silver Diner locations. Enter today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch Friday. WTOP at 204. It's Tuesday morning, December 20th, 2022. Clear, calm, very cold this overnight early morning. Low holding in the 20s till daybreak. We're at 28 in our nation's capital right now. Thank you for joining us this Tuesday morning. I'm Dean Lane. Topping the stories we're following for you this morning, as you no doubt may have heard by now, the House January 6th Committee is urging the Justice Department this week to bring criminal charges against former President Donald J. Trump, calling for accountability for the former president and a time of reflection and reckoning. The panel has also made ethics referrals to tolls involving several members of Congress. More now from WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller Tuesday morning. Maryland Congressman Jamie Raskin says one of the four criminal referrals against the former president involves obstruction linked to certifying the 2020 election results. The whole purpose and obvious effect of Trump's scheme were to obstruct influence and impede this official proceeding. The ethics referrals of members of Congress include the House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, for failing to answer the committee's subpoena. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, who's slated to become House Judiciary Committee Chair, has also been referred to the ethics panel. The January 6th committee has also adopted its final report, which will be released later this week. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. Former President Trump this morning dismissing the committee's criminal referrals this week and a statement on his truth social account. He writes, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. He also writes further that he went on television, he says, on the day of the attack, told everyone to go home. But members of the committee say Mr. Trump's aides were pleading with him for hours to call off the mob. And he only did it reluctantly and very late in the game. WTOP News Time, now 2.06. Now the news this early morning, Congress busy trying to finalize a $1.7 trillion government funding bill with a new deadline looming this Friday night this week, but disagreements among Democrats over whether or not a new FBI headquarters should be built locally in Virginia or Maryland are reportedly holding up this bill. Politico reports this morning House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer and other Maryland lawmakers are pushing for changes favoring their state, while Senator Mark Warner and other Virginia lawmakers are apparently trying to keep wording in that makes it more likely for the HB. The FBI HQ, that is, to end up in the Commonwealth, that is, according to numerous lawmakers and aides who spoke on condition of anonymity only. Two sites locally in Maryland, Greenbelt and Landover, as well as Springfield, Virginia, are in the running right now to land the new headquarters. Stay tuned. It's 2.07 on WTOP, a crucial vote expected later today in the nation's capital. It's one D.C.'s mayor hopes will begin the turnaround of the city's troubled public housing system. D.C. Council is expected to vote to eliminate most of the current elected and independent housing board members and install an appointed reform board. This after a scathing federal report that says the city is failing to provide decent, safe, and sanitary public housing. Current board member Janet Parker, who also lives in public housing, says this is not the answer. My role is to be the checks and balances on the power of the mayor. Tens of thousands of people are waiting for public housing. Council Chair Phil Mendelson is in favor of moving forward and has said the current board is viewed as dysfunctional. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. 
WCW News Time, now 2.07. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. That is Tuesday morning, December 20th. Welcome into WTOP at 2.0. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter and the WTOP traffic zone. Uh, good morning, Dean. Work continues on the Beltway in Virginia on the Outer Loop as you head south of the George Washington Parkway and continue toward the Dulles Toll Road. You get by the work zone single file to left. And as of late, delays have been brief. And then on the Adelupa Shed, South Route 7, through the 66 interchange, single file left gets you by there as well. Don't forget the exit to go west on 66, closed as part of that work zone. Uh, you do have the option of using the express lanes to get by that second work zone, so keep that in mind. Beyond that, nothing else in your way, getting down to the Springfield interchange on the Adelupa, and even continuing east toward the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge, nothing in your way. Interloop, they continue to work between Arlington Boulevard and I-66, two lanes to the left get you by. Uh, but again, uh, no delay currently, and you also have the option of using the express lanes there as well, so you're getting by without delay. And then beyond that work, nothing else in your way, getting across the American Legion Bridge into Maryland. And once again, through both Montgomery and Prince George's counties, the Beltway runs well in both directions. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Automall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 going to be in weather alert mode later this week. Now, first of all, your Tuesday, Wednesday, no problem. It's chilly, but it's not too bad with sunshine out there. Thursday's the day the storm moves in. We'll see rain. Some of that could be heavy at times. High temperatures in low to mid-40s, but rising temperatures overnight. By Friday morning, still seeing rain around the area. Temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s. Once the cold front moves through, though, you can see a couple of snow showers and quickly falling temperatures. Wind chills by Friday evening will be in the 20s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now we're at 29 degrees in Chantilly, 30 in Penn Quarter, 26 in Columbia, 28 in Holding. At our nation's capital, where the time now on WTOP is 210. Good morning. Welcome. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. 
This is WTOP News. Good time now is 211. Good morning. In the tech world now, Elon Musk should step down as Twitter CEO. That at least is what the majority of Twitter users are saying this week. After Musk recently conducted that poll asking if he should stay or go. CNET editor-at-large Ian Schur joins WTOP to talk more about what happens from here. One of the things that Elon Musk has kind of become known for is how really he can decide to do all sorts of stuff all the time. He says one thing, does another. He tends to go against the grain. He does all sorts of weird stuff. And look, this has helped him become a popular businessman with a lot of people, right? A lot of people, especially who enjoy the idea of an underdog who is willing to shift and change a lot, particularly when they're running a company like Tesla. That makes sense. But the problem, of course, is that now he's running one of the most influential communication platforms in the world. And I don't know whether he's planning to run it tomorrow or not. Yeah, and are we to believe if Musk does relinquish the CEO title that he won't run the company from the shadows? After all, he does own the company. I was going to say, it's not very many shadows when you own the entire company. (laughs) I think that reality is that, indeed, the question comes after he decides whether or not he will truly step down. And let's say he'll follow what he said, and he will. Then the next question, of course, is who's he going to pick to replace him, right? Is it going to be another Elon Musk type who's a culture warrior? Is it going to be Mr. Rogers, but it's someone who gets so much pressure from Elon Musk that it turns toxic? Or is it someone who's going to be able to stand up to him, even though we've seen from his interactions with reporters and other employees at Twitter, he does not like dissent, right? He does not like it when people disagree with him, and he often shuts down debate rather quick. So I'm really curious to see what could happen next. You know, Ian, what's happening with Elon Musk is part of a much broader issue, and that is we have these extraordinarily powerful social media companies that have information on all of us, and when there are beneficent dictators, right, we're okay, but what happens when they're not? Right. Well, and what we're increasingly learning is not just those questions, right, which are very key, but also we're finding out that within Silicon Valley in the tech industry, there is this kind of thread of odd extremism among a lot of the billionaires that exist in Silicon Valley, right? People who believe they say they want to be free speech absolutists is what Elon Musk calls himself. But uh, turn around, right? They'll support Kanye West while he was saying that he loves Adolf Hitler and why do people criticize Nazis? And at the same time, he'll ban accounts from journalists who ask him tough questions. And so I think part of the issue that we now have on top of all of this other stuff is that Silicon Valley, in a lot of ways, is having its mask ripped off, right? We're learning that there is a a little bit of extremism among the people who are the most powerful that may not be something that all of us agree with. From the Tech World, CNET editor-at-large Ian Schur on the latest with Elon Musk this morning talking with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Oh, Tuesday morning, December 20th, 2.15, Indeed Sports Time. Rob Stern once again this early hour. With Gordy Howe's sons in attendance at Capital One Arena, Alex Ovechkin did not reach another milestone, but the crowd was thrilled by the Capitals' 4-3 win in which Peter Laviolette said of Ovi. Sometimes you, you can just see him. He wants it. He looks at you. He's, he's got it in his eyes. And you know, he, had some, he had a post tonight, and he had some looks in the third period. And... Yeah, he's, he's, he's slinging it. <laughs> yeah, Novi assisted on the first of 
of Nick Dowd's two goals in 11 seconds, the second fastest back-to-back goals in franchise history. Ever do that in a game before, Nick? No, usually they're spread out over multiple games, so that was good. Dowd's one-liner courtesy of NBC Sports Washington and the Caps' seventh win in their last eight, courtesy of Dmitry Orlov's goal in the final seconds of overtime. The Green Bay Packers got a much-needed 24-12 win over the L.A. Rams to keep their slim playoff hopes alive, needing to win out and get a lot of help, some of it from the commanders who currently cling to the last NFC wildcard spot, entering a short week against a tough opponent in San Francisco when Ron Rivera is calling for all hands on deck for the stretch run. This is what you live for. This is the crunch time of it, and you got to want to be there and got to want to be part of it and do whatever you can to get on the field. And hopefully some of these guys are healthy enough and ready to go, and we're not going to expose anybody that's not ready. But if a guy can be out there to help us, we'd sure love to have him on the field. We'll see if that finally includes Chase Young, who season debut has been delayed multiple times it will include taylor heineke as the starter as rivera said he's not yet inclined to make a change at quarterback rob woodfork wtop sports thanks rob as always 216 tuesday morning december 20th on wtop metro says this morning it is fixed it's long troubled app and claims the error of ghost buses is over with now standing here on the corner of 40th street northwest in benton metro site says a d2 bus should be approaching any minute now And there it is. With the new update, Metro has gotten rid of buses that say they're on their way but never show up. They were called ghost buses. And previous to the fix, buses that were taken out of service for repairs or driver shortages still appeared like they were coming on WMATA's bus ETA site. According to data from Metro Hero, around 12% of Metro buses that were scheduled never showed up this year. But the transit agency says that the new fixes that will also appear in Google Maps and the transit app will fix the problem and give you a better estimate about when a bus will actually show up. In Northwest D.C., Luke Luger, WTOP News. WTOP at 217 Tuesday morning. The top stories we're following for you on T.O.P. this early hour. The House January 6th Committee formally this week urging the Justice Department to bring criminal charges against former President Donald J. Trump. Ahead will tell you who else got a criminal referral. The Supreme Court temporarily delaying the end of Title 42. It keeps in place that Trump-era immigration policy that lets asylum seekers be quickly turned away at the border. Back here in the state's jurors in Los Angeles have found Harvey Weinstein guilty this week of rape again at his second sexual misconduct trial. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Tuesday morning, December 20th, where the time now is 2.18. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks... Let's check in now with Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. I got an update from one of our listeners on the outer loop of the Beltway in the work zone between Route 7 and I-66. You are getting by single file to left. However, the exit to go west on 66 is open. They actually created a path there, uh, so you are able to make the exit to go west on 66. So that's great news uh, for folks who need to get to 66 westbound. Now, elsewhere, if you're traveling on 66 itself, Westbound, they're working out Manassas as you approach and pass the rest area headed towards Sudley Road. Single right lane gets you by, and the express lane's also working adjacent there. Also getting by in one single lane, but this time to the left in the express lane, so be aware. Uh, eastbound side, the work zone begins before you get to 29 Centerville and extends toward the Fairfax County Parkway. Single file left gets you by there as well. In the work zone on the outer loop of the Bellway, still working between the GW Parkway and the Dulles Toll Road. Again, single file left gets you by there as well. If you're traveling on the Maryland Bellway, good ride on both the inner and outer loop through Montgomery and Prince George's counties. Uh, no problems 270 south from Frederick down to the Bellway, both I-95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway free and clear 
headed south toward the Capitol Beltway. Parkway looks good inside the Beltway, headed toward the district as well. Up in Damascus, in case you missed it, uh, Route 27 Ridge Road reopened in both directions where they were doing the emergency utility work south of Woodfield Road. Uh, the road reopened in both directions. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Not a bad-looking Tuesday and Wednesday. Both days, the low to mid-40s with sunshine. Thursdays, the day to watch for the rain making its way in. Could make travel rather difficult. High temperatures in the mid to upper 40s on Thursday. Friday, highs early, upper 40s to low 50s, but then much colder during the afternoon as Arctic air makes its way in for the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. We're at 30 degrees at Reagan National, 26 BWY Marshall, 29 at Dulles. This early morning, this check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. It's 220. Think real estate? Think change. This is Dave Johnson. I think real estate. I think a constant. Jennifer Young and her team at Jennifer Young Homes. And the slogan, your home, your success. And as I discovered with Jennifer Young, it's more than a slogan. It's reality. Uh, Listen to Rodney and Jen's story. Uh, They were relocating their family to Kentucky, so they needed to sell their home in Hamilton, Virginia. They listed it with another agency first, but after two months, zero offers. Relisted it with Jennifer Young Homes and sold right away what a difference it makes to work with an agent with a proven system. System for finding buyers took less than a day to find the right buyer and sell the home for one million one hundred thousand dollars. Rodney and his family, yeah, could make their move to Kentucky, and as he said, couldn't be happier with the entire experience. And that's because Jennifer Young and her team handled everything. Yes, if you connect with Jennifer Young, it will be your home, your success. Connect at JenniferYoungHomes.com. That's JenniferYoungHomes.com or 877-611-SELL. That's 877-611-SELL. Keller Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP at 221. This is WTOP News. CBS News Special Report. The January 6th committee has recommended that the Justice Department prosecute former President Trump on a number of criminal charges, including insurrection. Committee member and Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin in an interview with CBS News. And instead of calling the Joint Chiefs of Staff or the Secretary of Defense or the National Guard or the D.C. Police or the Capitol Police, he sent out a tweet saying... Mike Pence did not have the courage to do what needed to be done. In other words, he further assisted the insurrectionists. On Capitol Hill, CBS's Nicole Killian says the committee also recommended that federal prosecutors charge some of Trump's aides and advisors. The committee also recommended potential prosecution for several Trump allies, including conservative attorney John Eastman, former White House chief of staff Mark Meadows, and personal attorney Rudy Giuliani. The committee will release its final report on Wednesday. CBS News Special Report. I'm Christopher Cruz. More now about the unprecedented referrals this week. Dimitri gets on Skype with National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff DeFore for his take. We learned that they feel that they have enough evidence on four counts to refer those counts to the Department of Justice, obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States on multiple instances, conspiracy to make a false statement, and then assisting, aiding, or comforting an insurrection. 
They also referred four members of Congress to the Ethics Committee for failure to comply with lawful subpoenas, among them the likely incoming Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. They've made very clear they think they have all the evidence to prove all of these charges. Unlike the charge of perhaps the most explosive charge, they did not refer a seditious conspiracy. They did not refer that one to the Department of Justice because they didn't feel that they had the evidence to support it. But Jamie Raskin, our local Maryland congressman who sits on the panel, said along with the evidence that the Department of Justice has collected, they may at some point gather enough evidence to indict on that if they so choose. There was a little snippet of new video. It was from a former Trump assistant, Hope Hicks, and she outlined the fact that the former president, then current president, was saying, I'm not worried about my legacy being tarnished, essentially, because if I don't win again, it doesn't matter what my legacy is. And I've been hearing some at least former Trump supporters take that little bit of video and say, look, it's clear that this guy wanted to win, but has a crime actually been committed? Here. What are you hearing from the, the experts you've been reading about? It's one thing to say that the president did wrong. Is it another to try to get to the level of an actual crime? The legal experts I've talked to and read seem to think that there is enough here. Now, there's a huge caveat, and that caveat is the committee threw the book at Trump, essentially, but they don't have the authority to throw the book all the way at him. They have to hand off the book, if, if I can torture the metaphor a little bit more, so that the DOJ can throw it all the way. This is very much about the DOJ and now the special counsel, Jack Smith, making that determination with the additional evidence that they've come up with. We're assuming they're going to have some additional evidence. Making a case in the committee room, I would add, is much different from making a case in court, which is much different also in turn from making a political case to the public. So that's where we are now. The panel has made its case to the public, but now we are really where the legal rubber hits the road in terms of whether the special counsel can make this match up with the evidence he has and get charges filed. That's National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff DeFore. He's also the author of the Sunday Nightcap Newsletter that recaps each week in Washington, previews the week ahead, and includes an interesting cocktail recipe each week. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Where the time now is 225 on your Tuesday morning, December 20th. Money news at 25 and 55 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Two of the nation's biggest drugstore chains want to make sure they have enough children's pain relievers on hand in case your kids get sick with the flu or RSV this winter. CVS and Walgreens are restricting purchases with supplies limited and demand high. Kroger is asking shoppers to limit purchases. There are no limits at Walmart or Rite Aid. Justin Bieber says those sweatshirts, T-shirts, and hoodies being sold at H&M featuring his name and likeness are trash. He's telling fans not to buy them. The singer says the shirts were created without his approval. It looks like legal marijuana businesses will have to keep living without access to banking services. Sources say legislation that would prevent federal regulators from penalizing banks for serving legal cannabis businesses was left out of a year-end spending bill in Congress. Marijuana remains illegal at the federal level. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. When Washington traffic.